Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Jack Journal Radio. Jack Journal Radio. Bring you NFL Talk Late Night. Just two hardcore fans talking football after their kids have gone to bed. And they invite you to join our conversation. If there's a hot topic or even a cold topic, these chumps will be drawing it up every night. Alone and call us, and if you're lucky, they might give you my number. NFL Talk Late Night from Chalk Journal Radio. Good morning, everybody from downtown Chicago, Illinois. Welcome to Sports Drive here on Blog Talk Radio. Good to follow us here at the Sports Drive with Sean and Josh. My name is Josh Lopez. You can give me a follow at Twitter at WZJoshLopez. More importantly, give this show a follow at Da Sports Drive. That's right. Just like the old Chicago Bears, Da Sports Drive. That's D-A Sports Drive. We're going to have a lot of fun today. If you want to talk sports, MLB, NBA, NHL, uh, the Bills Chess game tonight on Thursday Night Football, uh, you have any opinions, soliloquies, rants, diatribes about your favorite sports teams or players, please feel free to call in today at 602 753 1743. Once again, that number is 602 753 1743. We're live every Monday, Tuesday, Thursdays, and Fridays right here on Blog Talk Radio from 1030 to 1230 in the Central, which makes it 1130 to 130 in the East. If you live in the West, if you live in the figure it out. That's your problem. Hey, you know hey, what? It's, you, you know what? It's 831 a.m. here. Hey, you know what, Josh? You're talking about all these sports. You want to talk? Let's see. You want to talk about the NFL, the Thursday night game. You want to talk about MLB, NBA. We got NHL. We got so much going on. But you know what I want to talk about? I want to talk about Sean Mann's bowling. That's what I want to talk about. We'll, we'll get to that in a minute, but let me introduce everybody first before we get that going on. Uh, we got some distance. Got to get out of the way. Like I mentioned, call if you want to talk some sports with us. Uh, give us a like on Facebook too, as well as F the Sports Ride with Josh Lopez and Sean Mann. Uh, and also check out jockjoe.com, uh, which is the sponsor of this very radio show. And we thank Nash Carey and the crew for at Jock yeah. Journal for giving us the opportunity to have this platform to talk sports and have some fun. We're not a politically correct sports talk show, but we think it's fun and entertaining, and we have a blast doing it. Before we get to Sean Mann's bowling adventures, uh, <laughs> let's introduce the cast and game here for the sports ride. First, the man from Blue Bubble B, Indiana, the big win, Frank Sprinkle. Why do you keep on calling me the Blue Bumblebee? Does it have to do with the fact that, according to women, I have two seductive blue eyes? What gives here? No, because you live in the middle of nowhere in Indiana. That's Dude, I, okay, I was going to say this. Come here, you'll beg to uh, differ. Come, yeah, come here, you'll beg to differ. Me, 
Let me introduce our uh, our co-host here, Sean Mann, the historian man. Give him a follow on Twitter at SeanMannSWR. Sean will change his Twitter account hopefully soon. But uh, give Sean a follow. He's a great guy. He's a great historian of sports just like I am. I, I call myself the human encyclopedia of sports and professional wrestling. Let's introduce Sean Mann. What's up, buddy? I'm doing good, Josh and Frank. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It is Thursday, November 12th, 2015. It's 11.33 a.m., which is 8.30, actually 11.34 a.m., which is 8.34 a.m. on the West Coast, 10.34 a.m. Central Time, which makes it 9.34 a.m. Mountain Time. So it's just, it's good to be here. Uh, it's Thursday. Oh, so the we- So you're telling the people we- to figure it out in the mountains, are you? The the weather right now is about, oh, 39 degrees. It's cloudy and very, very cold. No snow on the ground, but definitely has the indications of fall. And, of course, we're all in that holiday spirit pretty much. Uh, how are you, Josh, and how are you, Frank? Oh, yeah, that's right. Two, two weeks from the day is Thanksgiving. I'm doing good. Uh, I heard you did not have a good night last night, unfortunately. So we're kind of here to ho- hopefully pick up your spirits or – Continue to rip you and make you feel bad. It can go either way. But uh, <laughs> for those that know it from Sports World Radio, Sean is well known for being a bowler, a weekly bowler. And he likes going bowling every Wednesday night. So we always ask him for an update. It's a little day to uh, line up the mood and uh, get our comedic flow going as the show goes on. Uh, Sean, man, uh, how did you do yesterday in bowling? The good folks uh, here at Blog Talk Radio would like to know. Uh, okay, ladies and gentlemen, the bowling was a rough night. 104, 110, and 106. I had a rough night. There are a lot of people that don't know bowling, so they'll probably think you actually bowled a pretty darn good game. <laughs> You'd fool me. Hey, I had one of those rough nights. I had one of those rough nights in bowling now, and you know what? I am determined, uh-huh. everybody, to make a huge comeback and overcome this bowling slump from the last couple Wednesday nights. Oh, are you? Yeah, that's com- yes. That's, that's complete and pure garbage. So let me I was a garbage. I'm not going to give up. I'll give it effort. Give it everything I got. So let me ask you this: Are you going to go on? Are you going to go? Are you going to do wee bowling the practice? <laughs> That's gonna be your practice. Uh, hey Frank, let's see you bowl without we bowling. Let's see you try bowling with, without we bowling, and you yeah, too, right. Josh. Hey, hey Frank, you don't have any bowling. Hey, hold up, hold up. You don't have any bowling alley in this bumblebee Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> You're a bully bee. My first ever bowling alley was visited in. I visited South Holland, dude. It wasn't in Bumblebee, Indiana. It was just outside the city of Chicago. Wow. The alleys everywhere. <laughs> you know what? It's, and another thing, too. Yes, I think I could probably bowl better than you. I mean, come on. How Somebody, how could... With what you went through last night, I'm sure a junior could probably do better than you. Hey, I had one how, of those... How many balls? I had four. I had four gutter balls, <laughs> and it was a rough night. It was a rough night. I can only picture it was a rough night. Hey, rough night (laughs) on top of that, the Celtics lost. Yeah. That was a good Sean Man. It sucked to be Sean Man last night. Yeah, let's move on from that. (laughs) Uh, We have a lot to get through. I met you for in this hour. We'll talk about uh, Oakland and San Diego and St. Louis arguing to keep their football teams in their particular cities. 
We'll talk about the MLB free agency GM meetings that are going on at Boca Raton, Florida, right now. Uh, at the top of the hour, we'll begin the infamous Skippy Bayless Bash Hour. We'll talk about some NBA in the second hour. And then we'll close off the show with the preview for the Bills Jets game at MetLife Stadium. But let's start with this business uh, here. And I got some stuff to get off my chest, which has been really bothering me over the last couple of days. And I want to give you guys a team that 602 753 1743. Should Roger Goodell change his seeding in the playoffs? Because year after year, you have teams that make the playoffs with either an eight-and-eight record or lower and have a home game because the division is so pathetic that they get a whole playoff game in a playoff. Okay, let me okay, say this. So That's Andrew like Luck, and, and, hold, on, hold on, hold on, Frank, hold on, Frank. Andrew Luck is going to be out for two to six weeks with a kidney injury. In my, in my eyes, guys, the cult, in my eyes, the Colts are done. The Colts are done. They have too many injury issues. There's no chemistry on team. Yes, they beat the Denver Broncos last week, but they're done. So how is anybody going to rationalize the fact that the Tennessee Titans or the Jacksonville Jaguars or hell, even the Houston Texans can make the playoffs with a losing record and get a whole playoff game? Anybody, please. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Let me. I first Frank, of all, I ahead. agree about. I first of all, I agree with you about the Indianapolis Colts being done. The question we should be asking about the Indianapolis Colts is: Will Chuck Pagano be around for 2016? If you take a look at what Adam no. Silver has done, okay. Well, hey, I, I agree with you. It appears that all signs are heading to no. Chuck Pagano is not going to be with the Indianapolis Colts next year. But if you take a look at what Adam Silver has done in the NBA, this is what makes Adam Silver a very appealing commissioner. Obviously, he took care of. What, what happened to the Clippers when he became commissioner. But not only that, he has definitely implemented a playoff format where you literally have to earn the right to get into the playoffs with a winning record because it's seeded by conference and not division because we were having teams, guys, that were, what, eight games under 500 and still making the playoffs as a number eight seed. Completely ridiculous. So I got to applaud the NBA for what they have done. As far as the NFL goes, they need to definitely reformat the playoff seedings because mediocrity doesn't deserve to be rewarded. Frank, I'm going to come. Yeah. Uh, what I'm going to say is, is that this is a serious situation with the NFL. We saw last year that a seven and eight and one team made the playoffs, which was the Carolina Panthers. They beat the Arizona Cardinals, blew them out in that wild card playoff game. And they were at home too. And they were at home. You saw the Seattle Seahawks. They were seven and nine. They made it to the playoffs. They won the division. I just find it really, really – the whole thing is crazy. I I just don't like it at all that you've got teams that are below 500, and yet they make the playoffs. And I agree with you, Frank, to an extent that the NBA did a great job of trying to handle that. Now, maybe if the NFL can take a page from the NBA – they could maybe fix that up a bit. What I'm also tired of is I'm also tired of gentlemen about how long playoffs go because the playoffs go so long in every league. They need to try to shorten it up. Like what I'm trying to say is put the NFL and get it done around late January. When I grew up, the NFL was always done around late January. The NBA and the NHL, they shouldn't be going for two months. I really just do yes, not. Thank you. I, I do not like the fact that they got too much at uh, two months. MLB should not be playing baseball until November. It's just, you know, the only playoff format that has been 
good has been the NCAA March Madness Tournament. I think it's the most exciting and the most interesting as far as the NCAA tournament is because that's where you have the potential for upsets. That's where you want to – that's where if you don't have a ruined school, oh, you're rooting for number 16. You're rooting for Cinderella. You're rooting for that one school to get to the Final Four with the glass slipper. Now, as far as the playoffs go, I agree with you to a point, Sean, here, to a certain degree as far as the NFL goes. I like the playoff format. I like the fact that you have the wild card weekend, the divisional round, the conference championships, and then the Super Bowl. It takes a month to finish. Uh, The only issue I have is growing up, I remember the NFL used to play the Super Bowl the last uh, Sunday in January, not the first Sunday in February, I would like to see the NFL start the season a week. Well, I don't know about that. Actually, you know what? The thing is, college. I know you guys aren't big college football fans, but I'm a firm believer that college football needs to have its one week to itself, and it always has that one week to itself, week one, the week before the NFL season begins. So as far as the NFL playoff format, it's fine the way it is. The MLB playoff format should not change a bit, although it is ridiculous that November 1st, here we are, and we're watching the Kansas City Royals ship on the World Series champagne here. Ridiculous as it is. But the MLB playoff format I like, too. As far as the playoff formats, it's not the formats itself in the NFL and the NBA. It's the timing of which they are played. And the NBA and the NHL, two stinking months, that's a season within itself. Gag me. You guys probably don't remember, but the Stanley Cup, I do, used to be rewarded in May, not June. You know, the NBA is in baseball. You have a stupid playing game that should just be called oh, tiebreaker. I don't it's know why great. they It's great for baseball. It's great for baseball. No, it's, it's, it's nonsense. Yeah, it's it's my great ass. Baseball. Oh, yeah, I'll scratch mine. You know, it's pro- uh, let's, take the best six, let's, take, let's take the best 16 teams in the NFL. Or, no, that's not true. It's actually, no, let's take the best 12 teams in the NFL, right? The best 12 NFL teams, no matter what, no, yes, the best 12 teams with the best records make the playoffs, in my okay. opinion. Okay, no, go ahead. None, of this crap, none of this crap where you have three teams in one division that have 10 or more victories, and they, they have to sit in the playoffs because the 6 and 10 Tennessee Titans have to make the, the, the playoffs in the AFC South. In my opinion, it may be the worst division in all of sports. The worst division? Oh, by the way, hey, you know what? I don't want to overlook everything, but the Tennessee Titans, they played the Carolina Panthers Sunday. Guess, is it odd that, and I know maybe we're jumping a little ahead of the gun, but next Thursday night, do you guys know what the Thursday night game is next week? Do you? I'm going to take a prediction, and I'm going to say that it's going to be Houston at Jacksonville. No, but you're half right. It's Jacksonville and Tennessee. Next oh yeah. We're going to be previewing the mediocre Jacksonville Jaguars and the mediocre <laughs> Tennessee Titans playing on Thursday night football. All I can say is, thank goodness it's on the NFL. And you know what? It's on the NFL Network. CBS doesn't have to be exposed to that garbage. I just As think that. Yeah, I just think though that the way this whole situation is with the AFC South, this is just the AFC South is like the. NFC South from last year, because think about how bad the NFC South was. I don't like it at all that you've got team. This is just really, really pathetic just to have yeah. this ent- this entire situation where you've got below 500 teams in the NFL. It should be teams that have winning records, 
home field yes. advantage, and it needs to be addressed and it needs to be fixed. Roger Goodell needs to do that, but I don't know. I just I've disagreed with a lot of Roger Goodell's decisions. I got to tell you something. As far as and Josh, this is, I'm not to change the subject here. I know constantly we talk about games in London and how we don't like them. Listen, I'm in the majority with you guys. Well, I'm probably 100% here in the United States. I don't like these games in London. Hey, Josh, you know what I came across? I came across a Chicago Tribune article, and i got to give the Chicago Bears all the props in the world. They refused to give up a home game. They literally told the NFL. This was reported in the Chicago Tribune. They literally told the NFL that we are not giving up the home game so we can play in London. It's bad enough you have to travel to, to, across the pond, but if the Bears go back to London and they were there four years ago as the road team to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, we're going to be the visitors. So guess what? i got to give props to the Chicago Bears, my favorite team, Josh's NFL team, for standing up to the NFL and say, hell no, we won't give it up. I know we have to move on, Josh, but i got one more point that I have to make. Another point is if you fix the playoff format in the NFL – and then another decision that they need to do, get rid of NFL in London and get rid of the Thursday night games. I think we need to go back to having Sunday Sunday and Monday. That would be fine by me because it's becoming an everyday thing. And think about it, gentlemen. Next month, around early or middle December, there will only there will be days like this. You're gonna have NFL on Sunday, Monday, Thursday, and then Saturday. That's four days. Games. I used to love the Saturday games growing up. I, I, did, I, I did, too. And that was a long time ago, Frank, when they used to do Sunday and Monday. And right. then they decided to put some NFL games before the Christmas holiday. Sometimes there'd be like two after or college, three. After college. Three, yeah, two or three games for the NFL yeah. on Saturday. But we have to move along, like Josh said. Yes. One last thing on this front before we move on. Who... Who wins in the AFC South? Who makes the playoffs this year? I'll go first. Because I seriously thought that back. I'll go first. Uh, Josh, I'm going to say that it's really a tough one because I don't see – there's just nobody that I see good. I still might lean toward the Indianapolis Colts. I still might give them the edge. I don't know why. I just feel right. like that's the way I look at it. Okay, in the end, look, it's not that I don't care about the NFL. I do care about the NFL. I love the league. But should we really care? Because whoever wins this division may be one and done. Look, it's a pretty safe bet that whoever wins this division is not going to the Super Bowl. So in the end, it doesn't matter. Well, we should the care. End, well, the, play, the playoffs matter, right? So we should I know care. the playoffs matter. Okay, but don't let me you, say don't this. You like, want, don't sorry. you want the oh, – yeah. hold up, hold up. Don't you, want, don't you want the best team on the biggest platform? Josh, you're right. And you know what? If the AFC South winner is going to, uh, is, is an under is an under 500 record, I will have rooting interest for that in that game. You know what I will root for? I will root for the opponent because I don't want to see mediocrity being rewarded. And as far as what Sean says, look, the Indianapolis Colts, Really, I could see them or the Houston Texans winning. At this point, i got to say the Indianapolis Colts because of Andrew Luck. But in the end, I don't think they're going to go that far. I think the Colts may get sneak into the playoffs. They did beat the Broncos on Sunday. And I do care. All right, Sean, let me change my, my stance. I do care. You know, like I said, 
if the AFC South winner is under 500, I'm going up against their winner in the wild card game. Go whoever the AFC South winner plays. I have to say this, too, with the Indianapolis Colts. Okay, they have been the team that's been to the playoffs the last few years. And you know what? There was a lot of doubts when the Colts came in. You know, when the Colts lost Peyton Manning, okay, that was after the 2011 season. There was a lot of doubts that crept in that the Colts were all done, that they were going to be this team that was going to be rebuilding. People didn't know what to expect out of Andrew Luck. But you know what? The Colts held it together. They made it to the playoffs. They got there. They won some playoff games, got all the way to the AFC championship game last year. So you know what? There was a lot of people that the Colts were probably saying, everybody can take their doubts and be quiet about it because we're the Indianapolis Colts, and we're going to show people that we can still be a threat in the AFC. The point is with the Colts is that I still like them too. But in the end, we have to know one thing about the Colts. What's their biggest weakness? It's their defense. The Colts have not had – a good defense the last couple of years, even this year. That's why they're four and five, even though they barely squeaked the game out against the Denver Broncos in what was a heck of a game on Sunday. And you look the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, go ahead, Bree. And just I just want to say for the Indianapolis Colts, look, they have taken a step forward each year. If they don't get back to an AFC championship game, utter disappointment. Josh, we you got more to get to? Yeah, I'm trying to get to it. Uh, you're listening to Sports Drive here on Block Talk Radio. We're live every Monday, Tuesday, Thursdays, and Fridays here on Block Talk Radio. If you want to call in and talk sports, you can call at 602-753-1743. Once again, that number is 602-753-1743. move on here. I found an article from ESPN.com where they're talking about um, Oakland, San Diego, and St. Louis are arguing to keep their teams at the NFL meetings. So here we go. The three NFL cities in mind to potentially lose their NFL teams to Los Angeles made thorough and impassioned presentations to the league yesterday as it sets forth keeping them. Officials from Oakland, San Diego, and St. Louis spoke to Leeds, Los Angeles Stadium and Financial Committees, all three of which played the same role in a potential relocation. Oakland spoke first and was followed by San Diego, then St. Louis. This is the quote here. This was an important day, and the passion of the cities came through. NFL executive Eric Ruffin said, the fans spoke in a very powerful way. This was the opportunity for city leadership to speak with the passion they have directly to the owners. The Raiders and Chargers have combined on a project in Carson, California, that would cost about $1.78 billion if approved by three-fourths of 32 owners. Branch owner Stan Kroenke is pushing a rival project in the neighborhood of Inglewood. The league has set a special meeting in Dallas on the 7th second at which substantial steps could come, including moving up from January to the deadline for the application to relocate. But Groveman and seven, several owners have indicated no timetable no time is set in stone and that a vote on relocation could come in in February or March or beyond. A vote by the March would be almost a necessity for Los Angeles to have a franchise that's been playing there in 2016. No relocation fees were discussed when, uh, yesterday that did come at Dallas meeting before full ownership. Here's an article as we wrap this up here. A league meeting in different dynamics than having 15 owners in a room with the mayor. Bremen said, adding that among team owners, there's been a common discussion of this is a really tough judgment to make. Grubbin projected that Dallas meeting will include plenty of dialogue among the owners 
about the merits of each city's proposals to keep it team, as well as the positives and the negatives of each LA stadium plan. So this has been a topic that's been talked about for over a year now. Um, and we talk, we talked about this a lot uh, during our time at Sports World Radio. And um, it seems like uh, now they're finally showing the owners and the mayors and the, the governors for these uh, prospective cities are now showing that they do want their team to stay in this particular city. Um, you know, this past Monday night may have been the very last uh, Monday night football game that will ever happen at Falcon Stadium. Now, the question I have to pose to you guys, and we'll start off with Sean here, is is there uh, any chance in the world that the, either the Raiders or the Chargers or the Rams stay in their prospective cities? I'm going to say that the Chargers should stay in San Diego. Uh, there was St. Louis, okay. and who's the other? Who, who's Oakland, the other team? Oakland. Okay, Oakland. All right, thanks uh, there, Frank. I'm going to say that San Diego needs to stay in San Diego. The Chargers do. The Raiders. Look, we've already been. We've already seen this happen. We saw the Oakland Raiders move to Los Angeles and become the L.A. Raiders. That was from 1982 all the way to what was it? 1994, 1995, and then you have the. Okay, yeah, 90, and then you've got the St. Louis Rams. When that happened, I was shocked, literally, that you had a team called St. Louis Rams. I think if there's any team that has the likely scenario of moving back to L.A., I would say it would be St. Louis. We talked about this before on the meeting that we had today on our, you know, as we were prepping for our conference calls. We talked about the fact that the St. Louis Rams and the city is not a football town. St. Louis is more of the baseball town. It's more baseball. They ha- they love their baseball. They cherish baseball uh, with the St. Louis Cardinals. And back then, a long, long time ago, they used to have the St. Louis Browns uh, for another baseball team. So in my opinion, it's the Rams that need to move, not the Chargers, and especially not the Raiders. You know what I'm thinking, too, is that if the Raiders do this, gentlemen, okay, it's another death blow to Oakland. We saw that people were not happy when Al Davis made the decision to move the Raiders to Los Angeles and become the L.A. Raiders. It angered my dad, too. My father hates when he sees a team move in the NFL. Think about all the teams, all the teams that have moved. You've had the, the, uh, you had the Browns move to Baltimore to become the Ravens. The Browns finally came back. You had Oakland going to... Los Angeles. You have uh, the Rams moving to St. Louis. You had, of course, one thing that angered my father the most was the night that the uh, Baltimore Colts yes. moved and became the Indianapolis Colts. It drives him nuts. It drives me nuts, and it's bad for the NFL. And the thing is, the thing I've got to ask too: Will Los Angeles support this NFL team for real? Whoever goes to LA. My vote is no. There's a lot of other things to do in Los Angeles. There's Hollywood. There's Disneyland. The move, of course, the movies are related to Hollywood. But all I'm saying is there's a lot of decision-making with this process. Even Robert Kraft, the owner, president, and chairman of the Patriots, came out and said that he believes by next year or in a, or in a few years there will be NFL football in L.A. But the question is, will L.A. support it, or are we going to see another – move that's going to turn out to be a debacle. That's my okay. point. Get, Get to answer, you, Frank, next. Yeah. Now, all right, Sean, I want to stress the question here. 
on will Los Angeles support the team. You say no. I'm going to disagree with you to a point here. I think they will support the team if they're winning. Los Angeles is a town in which people go to be seen. And if you look at the two teams that have benefited very well from the Hollywood and entertainment crowd, it's the Lakers one and the Dodgers two. I, listen, is it safe to say that we, that we can call the Los Angeles Lakers the Hollywood Lakers? Is it safe to say that? Josh, what do you think? I can see that happening. Um, yeah, I, I think I, from I, my I, point of view, I, I, I think from my point of view on this topic, um, I think, to be honest with you guys, I think that the Rams and the Chargers should leave their cities and both teams share a stadium with each other. Well, here's the thing. I can um, understand. I can't see two teams. I can't. I just can't see the Chargers and the Raiders, two teams within the same conference, being in the same city. I highly doubt that it's going to be the Chargers and the Raiders. We're looking at two NFL teams. Here's the thing. It looks as if the Chargers or the Raiders are going to stay in Los Angeles, are going to stay in their respective cities. My guess is the Rams are going to move back to Los Angeles, and we're going to see the Chargers or the Raiders uh, either move or remove, in the case of the Raiders, back to L.A. I think if you are a winning team constantly, they will be in support of you. But if you're not winning, they won't be. And if you, But here's the thing. That's what makes for a great sports city. You mentioned, Sean, the Baltimore Colts, the Cleveland Browns. These were cities that had great fan bases, loyal fan bases, fan bases that were passed down from one generation to another. And they relocated you mentioned 1983 after the 83 season to Baltimore, from Baltimore to Indianapolis with the Colts. The Browns, I remember that very well in 1995. Uh, who could ever think the Cleveland Browns would leave? And then a year afterwards, the Houston Oilers relocated from Houston to Tennessee, in which they are now known as the Tennessee Oilers. The NFL has had this issue over the last three decades with teams. And also, let's not forget, too, St. Louis. Think about this, guys. Think about this as far as St. Louis. Does it come to you? Does it occur to you that this would be the second team that St. Louis will have lost in the NFL? I would agree. I think it is. That's bad. That's as, as bad as it as bad as it is to lose a team. That is just devastating. And there's no way St. Louis is going to get another team. And you're right, Sean. It is a baseball town. I go into St. Louis Post Dispatch, the newspaper. I go in their website. They don't really give much coverage to the Rams. The Rams, uh, the, the coverage of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch is mainly the Cardinals. You do get the St. Louis Blues mixed in there as well. Hockey, I believe, is popular, not as popular as the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, but, gentlemen, what about the 1999 season? The greatest show on turf that won Super Bowl 34. They were in the Super Bowl two years later and lost to the Patriots. I mean, shouldn't that success of winning have established St. Louis as a football city? Shouldn't it have? Uh, to ask Frank, to answer your question here as we're at the top of the hour, um, you know, it's a good point to uh, mention because, you know, St. Louis has won a Super Bowl. That was when yes. they beat the they beat the Tennessee Titans and they went back there. That was during the Kurt Warner days, you know, when Kurt Warner was quarterback of the St. Right. Louis Rams and they it's had Marshall right, Falk. And they had, hold on, oh, hold on. And they had Dick Vermeil and they had, uh, uh, Martz as the head coach of the St. Louis Rams. So St. Louis knows very well that they can be proud about that. And I'm sure when the Rams won in St. Louis, I'm sure LA fans were thinking, 
Imagine if it was Los Angeles. Imagine if the uh, Rams had not moved out of L.A. and the L and then they would have be, been the L.A. Rams instead of St. Louis winning it. But the way I look at it is that this is a very big, big, big decision for whoever decides to move to Los Angeles. I still say the Rams are the likely team to go and move. I just don't see it happening with the Raiders and with the Chargers. Oh, by the way, as far as Super Bowl 34, well, all right, let me ask you guys this question. What do, did the Rams and Titans have in common in that Super Bowl? Tell me. I don't know. Two relocated teams. You mentioned Los Angeles. How about the? All right, how about Houston? I mean, the Tennessee Titans four years earlier were still the Houston Oilers. Three years earlier were still the Houston Oilers. Think about that. I think that uh, yes, I do remember that they be, they were the Houston Oilers. Then they moved to Tennessee, became the Tennessee Oilers, and then later they became right now presently the Tennessee Titans. All right, I think this is more that more of the NFL wanting a team in Los Angeles than Los Angeles wanting a team because of the television market. I think that's a safe bet. It's more of the NFL than it is the city of Los Angeles. I agree, guys. I agree. We'll see what we'll see what happens as the months go by. Uh, I'm very interested where they're going to go with this. I think that St. Louis, as a city, hasn't done anything for the Rams. There's no energy whatsoever for the last 15 years in St. Louis, and it, I, I, there's no need for them in there. You, you said it already a bunch of times, Frank. St. Louis is a baseball town. It's not yes, a football. I believe it. And I, I, I think the Chargers. Need to get out of that stadium. The stadium's going to fall down to pieces anyway with how decrepit that stadium is. I, it, 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 I think it's a good idea to have both teams leave and then have them um, joining the stadiums with each other. So um, we're going to head to our first commercial break of the day. When we come back, we'll talk about the current MLB uh, GM meetings that are going on in Boca Raton, Florida right now. Uh, it's going to be a three-minute commercial break. We'll be right back here on the Sports Drive here on Blog Talk Radio. on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. 1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS. family of five to the amusement park can cost a small fortune. Oh, yeah. So to save some money, we thought, hey, let's bring the amusement park to us. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. Uh, step right up. Step right up, young man. Are you ready to ride the Wacky Waterfall? That's just the bathtub with the shower head running. Nope. It's the Wacky Waterfall. It's the shower, Dad. Waterfall. Wacky. There's an easier way to save. To get a free rate quote, go to Geico.com. Then buy online, over the phone, or at your local Geico office. 
Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit jockjournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At jockjournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's jockjournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to go and it's jockjournal.com on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. 1877-CARS-FOR-KIDS. K-A-R-S, cars for kids. 1877-CARS-FOR-KIDS. Donate your car today. Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit jockjournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At jockjournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's jockjournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to go and it's jockjournal.com finally can we take a moment and stop listening to these idiots long enough to get the cars for kids juggling back in my head welcome back everybody sports right here on blog talk radio live every mondays tuesdays thursdays and fridays right here on blog talk radio do us a favor, give us a follow here on Blog Talk Radio. We'd gladly appreciate it. Give us a follow at Twitter at Da Sports Drive. That's D A Sports Drive. Da Sports Drive. Uh, if you guys want to call in and talk anything about MLB, NBA, tonight's Thursday night football game, the Bills and Jets, give us a ring at 602 753 1743. Once again, that number is 602 753 1743. I am joined by the Big Win Frank Sprinkle. And our Bostonian non-objective co-host Sean Mann, <laughs> the historian man. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get back into uh, business here, and um, we, we have a pretty interesting uh, conversation on the Tuesday show as we're closing off about the Hall of Fame discussion. Now we go from one side of the baseball world to another, where right now in Florida, there's meetings going around. Uh, it's not the official winter meeting, yet, but there is meetings happening down in Florida right now for baseball, free HC coming up soon. Once again, congrats to the Kansas City Royals winning their first World Series yes, in yes. 30 years. And um, this could be a pretty interesting offseason. There's a lot of teams I felt there were kind of disappointments that did not make the playoffs this year. So do they make big moves here and there? We're going to go uh, different places, but uh, basically, uh, the question I'm going to 
franchises, which teams need marquee free agents the most? And we're going to start off with Frank. Once Frank's done, we'll go to Sean. Once Sean's done talking, then I'll come on. I'll come in, all right? Well, let me say this about marquee free agents before I tell you what team might need them. Does marquee free, free agents matter in the game today? Because I think about what the Royals did with their homegrown products coming out of the minor league system. You look at um, the Cubs, obviously, and the year of success they had. Prominently, it was a minor league system. With them. You've seen the fruits of the labor pay off. Uh, even if you go back to the New York Yankees and those great teams, yeah, they had their share of free agents, but you take a look at Mariano Rivera, who will be in the Hall of Fame, Yankee farmhand, uh, Andy Pettit, Yankee farmhand, farmhand. Oh, yeah, how about Derek Jeter? And by the way, congratulations, he's engaged to be married. Uh, Yankee farmhand. I mean, you're talking about guys on the Yankee court that won those five World Series titles or the four World Series titles in five years from 1996 to 2000 that were Yankee farmhand. So I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. As far as free agents go, I really think free agency is overlooked today because teams are doing it with natural talent. In case in point, the Kansas City Royals, a lot of grown talent. Now, as far as a team that could use a lot of free agents, if you're looking to speed it up, uh, well, mm-hmm. let me ask you this, Sean. What about the Boston Red Sox? Could they use a few free agents? I think they potentially could, especially with pitching help. Frank, uh, good question to ask me right there. I really think that uh, after what was a disastrous year this year, because there was a lot of high expectation that the Red Sox would be, that there would be a possibility that they would win a World Series. And as a Red Sox fan, I didn't see that. You know, I was disappointed. I only bust your chops because I only thought that they were going to (laughs) be good and stuff, but I'll always be the lifelong Red Sox Sox fan. For Boston, it's very simple. They need to really clean house. Dave Dombrowski's trying to get everything put in place where he's got to go there and figure out what he can do to fix the team. I know, Josh, you disagreed with me about Dave Dombrowski, the hiring back in August, but I liked it. I love it. If you're going to try to turn your team around, he can be the right man to get the job done. I know he hasn't won a World Series since 1997, 18 years. That was when he worked with actually the the then principal owner, John Henry, of the Red Sox, because Henry came in there promising – the fans of Boston and all of New England, a World Series championship. He has delivered with that, and that the so-called curse that we no longer hear about is gone. Now the Red Sox just try to realize that after they won in 04, they wanted to prepare for the future. Well, you know, they've had some ups and downs. You know, in a lot of the years that even when Kona was there, they were having winning seasons, winning records, except, you know, actually every year Fran Kona was there, it was a winning record. You know, even though 2011 ended in very uh, disappointment after that whole collapse, which was just a nightmare for me and for every Red Sox fan. Uh, But the point is, is that, the Red Sox, Frank, yes, they got to figure out pitching, and I hope Dombrowski has got a plan because that's the key to winning it. Pitching wins games. Pitching wins oh, championships. Yeah. And then no, the, key thing, I, the key thing with the Red Sox, they just need to find some pieces for their bullpen. I don't know what's going to happen with Koji Uehara. I think there may be a possibility that the Red Sox may be looking at a different closer, which would be kind of sad. Koji's a good closer. I've really been impressed with his stuff even when the Red Sox were bad in 2014 and 2015. But there's a lot of work that needs to be done. 
And for the and usually here's the way I look at it. One of my great uncles always told me it usually takes three or four aces to win a World Series championship. And I can agree with that totally. Uh, yeah, so yeah. all I know is that their hitting is fine. They've got talent for the hitting. I know the Red Sox even said they were expressed interest in Yankees uh, left fielder uh, Chris Young. Chris Young is out there. The Red Sox are maybe looking at bringing him in there. And I know that'd be kind of be a big death blow to Yankee fans because we've already seen through years past where a Red Sox goes to be a Yankee or a Yankee goes to being a Red Sox. Right. So I just know that what the Red Sox need. Now, I have to ask both of you a question. Sure. Starting with you, Josh, first. What You're the big Chicago White Sox fan. What do you think they need to make them a threat next year in 2016, and the same goes for you, Frank. What do the yeah. Cubs need to be competitive? But I got to start with Josh, go Josh first. Yeah, go ahead, Josh. Bumpy glue. For the White Sox, besides their stagnant offense, I think they need to reevaluate what their overall team is because I think there's a philosophy where um, it, it seems like they try to nickel and dime some free agents to see if it can work out. I mean. 05 was a rare case because they just had the right guys that are in the right system with Ozzie Gian, and it worked out. They had the best pitching in baseball that year. Uh, that that four pitching staff with uh, John Garland, Mark Burley, Jose Contreras, and uh, Freddie Garcia, who I think is an underrated pitcher, was dominant throughout the entire year, and I, I think they need to try to reestablish that. I'm looking at the list of free agents right now. Um, I, I don't know if, uh, what the money situation with the right the White Sox are, but they I think Rick Hahn and Kenny Williams need to look into the situation very closely because right now there's some good players on the team. I like Jose Abreu. I think he's he's a great player. Obviously, his stats, his stats prove that he was the AL Rookie of the Year last year. Uh, you had Trey Thompson, uh, a guy from Triple uh, A guy I like that came up late in the year for the. White Sox. Melky uh, Cabrera, I think, is a quality outfielder that they could keep on. He was one of the big free agents that they got. Um, Adam LaRoche was kind of a disappointment for me last year. I thought he would be a really good guy. He's one of those uh, first bases that are supplement players, but he just couldn't hit the ball whatsoever last year, and I thought that really affected the White Sox. So I'm looking at a list of free agents here. Uh, we have Zach Granke for the Dodgers. He's going to be a free agent. Uh, besides Chris Dale, there's a couple of solid pitchers, but I think the White Sox need another major marquee starting guy behind Chris Dale. Um, you got guys like Alex Gordon for the Royals. I think it would be a good acquisition, especially for the White Sox playing in the same division with the Royals. Why not have Alex Gordon there, who's a, who could be a leader for your ball club and has experience in the playoffs. Other players, guys, I'd be... Yolanda Cespedes, I don't know if he would come. That would only depend if Adam Eaton leaves the White Sox. Unfortunately, I do think that uh, Alexi Ramirez may leave the White Sox. It's been a fun run for Alexi. He's been one of the more consistent <laughs> players for the White Sox, especially on the defenses. And uh, he's one of the top five uh, shortstops when it comes to defense. Uh, Justin Upton, you know, kind of is down here with the San Diego Padres, but that's what happens when you play in San Diego. I, I think he's he could still be a good player. And then the last one for me, guys, uh, would be Matt Wieters from the Baltimore Orioles. So 
Tyler Flowers is a horrible catcher, it, by all means. Yes, he has some good outings when it comes to calling the game with the pitcher, but his hitting is god-awful. I thought Michael Barrett was bad. This dude is horrible. <laughs> horrible. Yeah. I like how and you so say that word, that's, horrible. That's, that's, that's just my opinion. I, that's just my opinion. But I think the White Sox need to establish one more major marquee starting pitcher. And when I went to the game with Frank last year, Frank knows there's talent on the team, but there needs yes. to be more supplemental players that could work in the White Sox. Hold on, Frank, hold on. We'll get to the Frank. Co- Frank, comment on what Josh just said about the White Sox and your thoughts about what the Cubs need to do this off season. Floor is well, yours. As far, well, as far as the White Sox. They were. I gotta. I gotta follow suit because I love the way Josh said this. They were horrible, completely <laughs> horrible. And here's the, the reason why is because on paper this was a pretty darn good White Sox team. They had made some interesting moves during the off season, bringing in some pitching help, uh, bringing in Adam Eaton with the speed. Look, this was a good team coming in. They had so many components to at least contend. For the, for the AL Central, and they didn't get the job done. As a matter of fact, I'll be surprised. The fact that Robin Ventura was not relieved as, as in terms of his managing duties, that surprises me immensely because the White Sox mm-hmm. clearly were not. Let me ask you this. Were you surprised? Because I was. I'm shocked. Yeah, I was, I, I was too. Um, I, I'm kind of at I, my, um, I'm, I'm kind of on my last straw with Kenny Williams, to be honest with you. Yes, he, he his track record speaks for himself. He helped the White Sox get out of obscurity in the early 2000s, and they won a World Series in 05. But what but is you got to look to now. And I know, you got to look to now. He's not the, I know he's not the current general manager, but right. I think it's time for him. I think it's time for the White Sox to cut ties with him. And if I'm Jerry Reinsdorf, I don't know. Maybe for me, maybe he's at his. Uh, his curtain wheel or his swan song of being an owner for sports teams because, one, he's making bad decisions for the White Sox, but secondly, I feel like he doesn't care about the Chicago Bulls. It's like, I feel like Jerry Ryan sort of as an right, owner right. for both teams is going through the motions. Okay, but do you think maybe it's because he has come Jerry Ryan's or personally, I don't know what the guy's thinking, but maybe he's come to the realization that if there's one team that has a shot to win a championship uh, in the near future of the two teams I own, it clearly is the Bulls. Maybe he's thinking that. I don't know. But the White Sox, look, they were a huge disappointment. I'm not saying they were a team that was going to be in the World Series. Obviously, we knew, we knew how great Kansas City was for them to go on and repeat. But the fact is, the White Sox were not even competing for one of the two, for, for one of the two wild card spots. That is very disappointing. And I, I have great respect for Robin Ventura. I don't want to be misunderstood here. I admired Robin Ventura when he played uh, in the 1990s. I certainly remember when he went to the Mets and the Grand and the Grand Slam double, or actually the Grand Double, I guess. It's, it's the Grand Slam single. That was Grand game Slam number Slam five of the single. NLCS. I remember. I remember that very well. But the fact is, it has not worked out well for the White Sox, and maybe they need new leadership from the dugout. That's what I think it has to do. They need a guy that potentially they can respond to. And wherever they respond to Robin next year, it should be interesting. But we're talking about managers on the hot seat. We mentioned John Farrell with the White Sox. There's no question about it. Robin Ventura's on the hot seat. He's on the extremely hot seat right now. Because if we the White Sox don't come hey, out Frank, the gate. Hey, hey, 
Hey, Frank, let me ask you this. Uh, what's, what's your thoughts on Rick Renteria being the new bench coach for the White Sox? He has experience with Cubs. I just want to get your thoughts on that before you go into well, the Cubs portion of this. Well, the fact that Rick Renteria was relieved, that wasn't his fault. It was just a matter of the fact that they wanted Joe Madden. They thought that Joe Madden would be the right guy to groom this young talent, and it seems that's how it was last year. Joe Madden is indeed the right guy. I think Rick, Rick Renneria, with what he had, did a fine job as manager of the Cubs. I'm happy that he is Robin Ventura's bench coach. Uh, it should work out very well, but like I said, Robin Ventura, if the White Sox don't play up to expectations within the first month, if it's mediocre come May 1st, Josh, I think you'll see a new change with the White Sox leadership. Let me speak about the Cubs because I know Sean yeah, was asking yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, your, my thoughts on uh, – actually, your thoughts, Frank, on the Cubs. I have a couple questions left for MLB on, on this, since we're on this topic. But let's go to you first about the Cubs. I think as far as the Cubs, you take a look at what they have on the 25-man roster. The majority of the talents already mm-hmm. there, particularly those in the Correct. outside of the number one position. They have – the talent they have the guys in the field they have the lineup but as we have been saying here and i, and I hope i'm not getting cliche here it, but i'm not this is just a fact it comes down to pitching and that is something the cubs did not have in the national league championship series you only have really one quality starter this year and we know how good jake urietta is he's going to be the national league scion award winner i'm just curious how many votes jake urietta is going to get for national league mvp he had that much of a dominant year but when they got into the National League Championship Series, the Cubs had no pitching whatsoever. Arietta did not look good in Game 1. Uh, Lester mm-hmm. came out in Game 2, did not look good. The bullpen pitching was awful. I can see Tre- still Trevor I can still see Trevor Cahill uh, throwing that strike three pass ball in Game 3 with um, Cespedes coming in to score. You had a Cespedes coming in to score. The Cubs really need to look at pitching. They need an overhaul of the bullpen, I believe. They need to add one starter, definitely, maybe two starters. I admire after the Cubs lost the National League pennant in Game 4 to the New York Mets the following day, Theo Epstein has a press conference, and he came out in a minute, we need to bolster our pitching staff. Like I said, the fielding is there. But if you are going to depend on this talent as far as the pitching with what it is now, we don't know how Jake Garrietta is going to fare next year. He should have a good year, but I don't know if it's going to be as dominant as it was this year. I would be surprised because if Jake Garrietta has a dominant year last year like he did, or next year like he did last year, then guess what? He may be one of the best pitchers in the history of the game. I do expect a lot from John Lester, however. Lester was new to the Cubs first year with the Cubs first year as a National League pitcher. I think John Lester could possibly return to the form of the Boston Red Sox. I certainly hope so. He's getting paid the bucks. But the fact is, guys, you need one, maybe two more starters, and you need a revamp bullpen. You get it? The Cubs, hey, mm-hmm. World Series contender, I believe. My question now that we go to, I, I mentioned Josh and Frank, that I had a couple questions to ask you. The last team to ever repeat as a World Series championship team was 98 to 2000. That was when the Yankees won three straight. Congratulations, like you pointed out, Josh, to the Kansas City Royals. They won the World Series. My question to both of you and everybody listening in is, can the Royals repeat next year? Do they have enough in them to possibly get back to the Fall Classic and win back-to-back championships? Think about it. If they they were 90 feet away last year from tying the Giants in Game 7, they learned from that, and then they came up to their owner, the Royals, and they all said, we're going to get it done this year, and we're going to win the World Series. And then remember, the owner said, you know, mission accomplished. But that's the big thing, is can the Royals 
get back to the fall classic. Let's start with Frank. Let's go with yeah. you, Frank, on, on the Kansas City really, Royals. Let's I see really how you would assess you them. Okay, talent-wise, they have enough to repeat. But here's the question, Josh and Sean. The question is, how will the maturity factor among these young guys fare as they head into spring training and then um, opening day of 2016, knowing that they're the defending World Series champions? This is a young group. As mentioned, they were built through the draft. They were built through trades. Mm-hmm. They're up, would you stay on this field with the Kansas City Royals? That's a product of not free agency, but prominently the Kansas City Royals minor league system. What I think potentially could hold the Royals back is immaturity having this World Series hangover. Granted, it is tough to go through a 162-game season and then a month of playoffs. It's very difficult, and it's going to be difficult to repeat. Every team's going to come uh, for the Kansas City Royals, and New York Mets are on the schedule of the Royals next year, by the way. As an they open up the yeah, they open up the season the Royals do. It just so happens it'll be against yeah. the New York Mets, and of course the Mets le- left with a lot of haunting memories about what could have been for a team that may have ended their 29-year drought. Now, Josh, I go to you. Do you think the Kansas City Royals can repeat, or do you not see that happening? crazy to think how similar the Kansas City Royals are to Seattle Seahawks. And what I mean is, you have a team that you have guys that have energy, they got passion. Ned Yost kind of reminds me of the Pete Carroll of MLB. You know, he had a lot of experience around the league. But now, as he's getting at his twilight uh, career, he's finally getting it. He's, he's finally clicking in. The Royals have been in the last two World Series, just like the Seahawks were in the last two World Series. They're one and one. It's going to be really telling to see what the Royals are as an organization as they head towards next year. Are they a team that could continue going on, uh, or will they start floundering and miss out? Uh, maturity, it's about maturity, I believe. I think about maturity, but at the same time, both um, thrive and also who do they lose in the offseason? I mean, let's, let's, not, let's not forget, gentlemen, yes, they have been winning baseball season, and they, in my opinion, they've been the best baseball team in the last three years. But Kansas City is not a big market. They don't have a lot of money. So as these years go by and they continue, continue, uh, continue to contend for titles, they're going to lose a lot of their key pieces. Yeah, agreed. There's no question. There, there, there's no question about it, though, Josh. I like what you say there about how the Royals could, you know, realize that they've got. You think about it when they that made it tragedy. to the play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, Frank. When you think about it, last year they made the playoffs. You had players there that had no experience at all, no playoff experience at all. When they made it this year, I'm sure Johnny Gomes, who played a big role with the Royals, didn't do very much. But Johnny Gomes said, "Look." I have been there. I've won a championship in 2013 with the Red Sox. He goes, if you guys want it, you have to go out there and get it. And that's what the Royals' mindset was before the season started. They knew very well that they were affected by it. Remember, everybody even asked about the Royals. They even thought that this team would go 72-90 and or 70-92, and that they weren't going to be the team that got there. I kind of felt like, well, I said if they have a lot of their talent, they very well could be a team that surprises a lot of people this year. And uh, they actually, not surprised would be the right word, but they would be the team that would be just like they were in 2014. Ned Yost said Uh it best when he said during the fall classic during game one, 
he said, even to Joe Buck and to all the other the, the Fox broadcasters, Harold Reynolds and Tom Ferducci, that he goes, you know, last year we were kind of shocked to be in this position. We were shocked to actually get to the World Series. Another high supermarket team that I want to ask you about, too, um, there's two of them. I wanted to ask you both about, uh, first we start with the L.A. Dodgers, okay? Will the L.A. Dodgers losing Don Mattingly to the Miami Marlins, will that have an impact on the Dodgers, Josh and Frank? And how would you both assess the New York Yankees? Let's start with you first, Josh, on the Dodgers and the Yankees. And then you, Frank. we got to make this quick because we got to begin the bad showers. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we got we got to make it quick. Um, I understand. Go ahead. well, for me, I'm going to go quick Dodgers. Yes, I think the Dodgers will miss the playoffs next year. Uh, Don Manley will leave. It's unfortunate the Dodgers took the Yankees route where they just tried to spend money on whoever's the big-name free agent out there, and they just didn't click as a unit. Um, you know, Adrian Gonzalez is a great player, but um, he's wasting his time in L.A. For the Yankees, Sean, um, if Brian Cashman still thinks that buying whoever – this top free agent to help the Yankees make the World Series is just not going to happen. It's simple as that. I don't see it happening with the Yankees either, Josh. Because real quickly, I'll get to you here, Frank. Because if you look at the if you look at the Yankees, okay, here's a team that is trying to deal with the departures of Mariano Rivera, who retired after 2013, and then Derek Jeter, who left after 2014. The Yankees are a team that eventually one day is going to be a last place team. I have to say it. One day they're going to be a losing organization, just like the decade of the 1980s. The Yankees were horrible during that whole entire decade of the 80s. Sure, they made it in 1981, but they lost to the Dodgers in six games. Let's make it quick because I know we got to get to the back. Yeah, hour. Frank, your, your turn. Dodgers and Yankees, where do you see them next year? All right, well, let's start uh, with the New York Yankees. This is a team that is old, uh, that is starting to age. They were fortunate enough to get in the one-game playoff, but I think getting in the one one-game mm-hmm. playoff, and how they fared against the Houston Astros, that's just a reflection of what could be here for the New York Yankees, a team that's on the rebuilding mode. The Los Angeles Dodgers losing Don Manningly, yes, I'll agree. They played very well with Don Manningly. They didn't get to the next step, uh, but the fact is Don Manningly was able to get to the postseason. I think the Miami Marlins got the right manager. Uh, the, the Dodgers here, listen, can they get to the World Series, period? It should be interesting to see with the new manager. And, and real quick, and real quickly though, when you look, when you assess the LA Dodgers, okay, when Don Mattingly uh-huh. decided to part ways, he was eight and eleven in the postseason, and the Dodgers could not overtake the Cardinals. They could not overtake the Mets. That was still a shock to me. It still kind of is that the Dodgers lost to the Mets in five games. I just couldn't believe it because I thought when LA tied it, they'd, I'd be like, well, I think the Dodgers will take Game Five and then play the Cubs in a great NLCS, but didn't happen. But on that note, got to go right back to Josh Lopez. Thank you, Sean. Yep, we're going to start our the hour break. Uh, when we come back, start our number two with the Skippy Bayless Bass Shower. It's going to be a lot of fun as always. We'll hit in some rapid-fire thoughts about the NBA, and then me, Frank, and Sean will make our picks for the uh, Thursday night football game with the Bills and Jets. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hour number two starts next year on Sports Drive. On Blog Talk Radio.
1877 cars for kids K-A-R-S cars for kids 1877 cars for kids Donate your car today. Also on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. 1877 cars for kids. K-A-R-S cars for kids. 1877 cars for kids. Donate your car today. Taking a family of five to the amusement park can cost a small fortune. Oh, yeah. So to save some money, we thought, hey, let's bring the amusement park to us. Go ahead. All right. Uh, Step right up. Step right up, young man. Are you ready to ride the Wacky Waterfall? That's just the bathtub with the shower head running. Nope. It's the Wacky Waterfall. It's the shower, Dad. Waterfall. Wacky. There's an easier way to save. To get a free rate quote, go to Geico.com. Then buy online, over the phone, or at your local Geico office. Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit jockjournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At jockjournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's jockjournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to to go and it's jockjournal.com Finally, can we take a moment and stop listening to these idiots long enough to get the cars for kids juggling back in my head? <laughs> Welcome back everybody. This is Sports Drive here on Blog Talk Radio. We're live every Monday, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays on Blog Talk Radio. Give us a follow here. It's the Sports Drive with Josh and Sean, uh, you give us a follow, we'll follow you back. Uh, give us a follow on Twitter at DotSportsDrive. That's at Drive. I'm uh, sorry, I have Chicago accent. I actually live in the city, so you just got you got to deal with it. <laughs> um, anyways, um, Sean, uh, it's time. It's, it's that time, right, buddy? It's it's about that time. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's the Skippy. Bayless, best shower. Oh God! You guys don't understand the torture I have to deal with listening to this schmuck every day. You really don't. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. That's why I am implementing the torture back. That's what <laughs> All right. So this is our infamous segment. We take some time to relax. You know, a really fascinating conversation about the uh, NFL and their playoff issues and the Raiders. And then the last topic we just had about MLB free agent. We have a fun show so far. We hope you guys get to listen to the playback episode. It'll be on demand a little bit later on today on our very own page here on Blog Talk Radio. So uh, let's start off with the bash shoppers. It's always fun. Uh, we get to lay back and rip one of the most overrated broadcasters in the history of sports. All right, let's get this bad boy started. Skippy Bailison, that mine. What? <laughs> <laughs> my Dallas Mavericks. I know. <laughs> my Dallas Mavericks are looking good. 
So are the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, I'm sure my Golden State Warriors can beat your Dallas Mavericks. Uh, Wait, they're not mine. Dallas, I have to say that that game had like a big playoff atmosphere to it when you um, Mm -hmm. when you look at it It, because the reason why I say it was kind of like a playoff atmosphere, Skip Bayless, is because uh, is because Dallas needed the game. Do I think Dallas can beat Golden State? No. Hey guys, if you like to rip. Skip Bayless, you can use the call at 602-753-1743. If you're not a fan of Skip Bayless and you want to get stuff like this your chest, this is the place to be. 602-753-1743. Go ahead, Frank. Hey, Josh, let me just say this. If you call and you have and if you have something to say in terms of Skip Bayless saying my, you will also get the Shockometer 3000 as complimentary courtesy. <laughs> yeah, that's our president. You, you can you shock guys, him, too. You can shock him as well. You can shock him as well. All right, here's the next one. Skippy Bale said that, Mike. <laughs> My Cincinnati Bengals will be undefeated. I beg to differ. <laughs> I beg to differ. <laughs> wow. I, I don't want to play the New England Patriots. Skip Bayless, you know what? You just better be prepared to eat your words because when Cincinnati plays at New England in a playoff game and the Patriots beat the Bengals, you are not going to – you'll be in hiding the entire way. Wow, that was a real boneheaded comment to say there. Hey, Nimrod, how how the Bengals going to be 16-0 when Andy Dalton chokes in December and January like every year, freaking hump? He probably would say, well, come on, Josh. The Bengals are going to end that playoff drought because they haven't won a playoff game since January of 1991. Hey. Huh. I, I got your come on and your Bengals playoff chance right here, you hump. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Skippy, <laughs> let me ask you this. If they're your Cincinnati Bengals, do you have residency in Cincinnati? You never have called them my Cincinnati Bengals, but no, since they're eight and zero, oh my goodness, I got to be on the my bandwagon yeah, with them. Yeah, because they're winning. Yeah, yeah they're guess winning, what? I mean, people in Cincinnati would not consider you one of them. Next, <laughs> Skippy Bale said that bye. Oh jeez, Skippy, won't you ever learn? <laughs> my New York Yankees will be in the World Series next year. I beg to differ. I snore on that comment right there. Z or I'll snooze on that. I don't even see it happening, Skip Bayless. Look, the Yankees are a team that is in rebuilding mode. They are an old team. It's time for them to start going young. What's going to happen, Skip, when the Yankees again just go out and be this old team again and don't make the playoffs or maybe lose a one-game play-in game? You're not going to have a lot to say next year. Okay, Alex Rodriguez is coming back next year. Okay, he had a great year. But does Alex Rodriguez even step up in the playoffs? I rest my case. The guy doesn't even hit. Look what happened in the one-game play-in game. He got booed because he doesn't know how to step up in the postseason. I think that's the song. Listen, Skippy, didn't you watch the one-game playoff against the Astros? Also, it's about the younger ball clubs. You know what? The Houston Astros, they may be a team that's going to be a pennant contender next year. I would be careful. Why don't you go move to Houston? You can call them my Houston Astros. I bet he does next year. 
The Yankees mm-hmm. didn't even show up for that play-in game. When I watched it, they didn't even show up. They felt like they had the game won, and then when Houston hit some home runs, it just took them right out of the game. I loved it. Kiki Bell said that if he started his career as a professional broad, uh, professional wrestler, he would be the okay. greatest WWE superstar of all time. Oh, this makes let me, me laugh. This one, guys. Let me get this guy. Let, <laughs> let me have it at this guy. Skippy, you're not even in the top 200 of broadcasting. So how in the blue hell with your anorexic self going to get into the wrestling business and succeed? You can't even whoop horsewoggle. You can't even whoop the mini knees for King Kong Bundy. The Brooklyn Brawler, too. Uh, yeah, you, yeah, you can't even beat the goons. Beat or anybody. brags about himself. Does he really think he can still beat Brock Lesnar? Yes, <laughs> you know what? You get put. You'd be F five right through the arena floor. You would seriously. <laughs> you get not talking listen, about listen, this Skip, guy. Listen, Skip, it ain't my fault. You have a de- Skip. Listen, it ain't. Do you have a death wish? Because that ain't my fault. It ain't my fault. Wow. Well, quite frankly, I, quite frankly, I disagree with your assessment right there, Mister Sprinkle. Oh, you do, huh? Because what? I said you get you can't. I can't wrestle. Oh, okay? not Stephen A. Smith. No. <laughs> listen, listen. I, I I keep my body in shape every day, but that doesn't mean I can wrestle. Uh, Why, frankly, I should say whatever I want about the NBA because nobody knows the NBA better than me. Uh, how sexist Not Stephen A. Smith. I, I got your quite frankly right here. And the point is, you need to be quiet, not Stephen <laughs> A. Smith, because you don't know how to keep your mouth shut. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Quite frankly, I got your gutter ball right here. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, We're talking bowling, are we? Hey, bowling, I'm yeah. gonna I'm making a comeback. I'm gonna bounce back next week. Yeah, bounce you say back. That every week. One less gutter ball. One last one less gutter ball. You say that every but, week. But Josh, it's because I believe. I believe in myself. Hey. Hey, every time you say but, everything you said before, that doesn't mean crap. <laughs> I believe in yourself getting one less gutter ball. Well, then come out yeah. and watch me. Fly out to Idaho and fine. watch the way I ball. Fine, you know what? Nobody I'll be wants the to one go to the Idaho. Dude, I'll be, I'll be with the rainbow throwing John 316 sign. Josh, there's a lot to do in <laughs> Idaho. There's a lot to do here in sure. Idaho, Josh. Yeah, there is. I live in the land of potatoes. I can give yeah, you some suds on the way back to Illinois. <laughs> Are those potatoes really good? Mm. Mashed potatoes, French fries. I love potatoes. Yeah. Skippy Bayless said that by. Oh, geez. Here we go again. <laughs> My New York Jets should not play on Thursday night football. It's unfair to them. How is it unfair? Life ain't fair. Well, Skip, come on. You're the one who's always talking smack about how great Thursday night football is. What the heck is your problem? You're, you cherish it. Hey, Nimrod, you hey, idolize hey, it. Hey, Nimrod, I, Nimrod, I thought you were a Cowboys fan. A Patriots fan. Oh, yeah, that's right. A Chargers hey, you fan. Like the Patriots too. A Bengals fan. A the fan reason why... Team. Jackass. The, re- 
the reason why he says my New York Jets is probably maybe he's becoming a New York Jet fan. He's probably going out to buy himself a Joe Namath jersey. Yeah, probably, yeah, yeah that's he's probably that jersey of every NFL team. <laughs> Skippy Bale said that Eli Manning is the most overrated quarterback of his draft class. I guess he truly is a New York Jets fan for him to say a comment like that. He is, oh. a, oh. he is a New York Jets fan. Uh, it ain't a fluke. Hey, hey don't hey, call Skip that. He thinks that the two Super Bowl Giants only get from Patriots are flukes. They were flukes. Don't get me started. Hey, he won the Super Bowl. Hey, you know what? He did it once. He did, Not only did it once, he did it twice. You, you know talk what? About fluke. Correct. Was even Tyreed a fluke? Was David Josh, was catch a fluke? Josh and Frank, quit giving me nightmares. I have not gotten over that. And I want the Patriots to destroy the Giants this weekend. Oh, yeah, that's right. They do play this weekend. Listen, false Skip Bayless. He's the one that gave gave Josh the urgency to say this quote. Don't fault us. False Skip Bayless. But anytime anybody mentions that memory from 08, February of 08, and February of 2012, Mm -hmm. I still get nightmares. The Patriots were not good enough that year. It's just that simple. <laughs> if, they, if they were that good, they would have won. Wow. They weren't good dude. enough. They only lost by four points and three. Yeah, but they, that's the key okay, word. They lost. That good, they if, lost. They were, if they were that good, why, why would they let Eli Manning have two game-winning Super Bowl drives? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, he's got a point there. <laughs> I don't know how much revenge this is going to be because this is four years after the fact. You got a number of players that aren't even with the Patriots anymore. Eight no man, right. eight no Pats are keep on rolling. I have two more quotes here for you guys. You guys ready? Ready. Hey, go ahead. Skippy Bale says it mine. Oh jeez, Skippy, don't you? The torture. Oh, think of the torture here. <laughs> My Baltimore Orioles should not have Cal Ripken Jr. in their ring of honor because Cal Ripken is not worthy of being in the Hall of Fame. Okay, I'm done. I'm done with this show. I'm done with this show. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm ending it now. I'm ending it now. No. I'm, I'm, I'm no, staying, guys. Frank, no, leave. I'm Frank, Frank, are you shocked with that comment about what he said about Cal Ripken shocked? Jr.? That's appalling. Listen, this guy... <laughs> This guy played hurt at times. Yes, he was healthy prominently, but there were some times in which he had some pain, and he still went out there and did his job, you dumbass. Well, how about this? That do, Josh, I know, I, I know, Josh, you don't remember this at all very well, but Frank and I would. Frank, do you remember that night, the magical night at Camden Yards in 1995, September yes. of 95, when Cal Ripken, uh, what was it? He broke Lou Gehrig's streak of 31. You know yeah. what? I can still see the numbers uh, uh, going down, the, the numbers um, being revealed on the right field warehouse. And how many, you know what? Bill Clinton, the president of the United States at the time, actually showed up. Let me ask you this, Skip Bayless. Let me ask you this. Has the president of the United States ever shown up for any of your accomplishments? Huh? Where's Barack Obama? Has he shown up for any of your accomplishments? No, I don't think so. I don't think so either. Because probably Barack just says, i got other things to deal with than this loser who probably doesn't know anything, since he doesn't know anything about sports. That has got to be a Paul. Goodness, this guy played hurt constantly. He was 
Kel Ripken Jr. may be one of the greatest, if not the greatest, baseball player of all time because he grinded himself through pain, mm-hmm. through tough times, and he still went out there and did his job. And, and the Orioles, of course, and he won a World Series championship, which was 1983. 1983, you're right. But they of beat the Philadelphia, the- they beat the Phillies in five games. Josh, what do you think of that comment? Uh, he's a jackass. That's simple. He doesn't know, <laughs> I, I he doesn't know sports if his life depended on it. <laughs> last, quote, last quote of the day. Skippy Bayless said that LeBron James is the greatest player of his generation. First off, you're wrong. It's Kobe Bryant, jackass. Yeah, Kobe Bryant's still playing. Oh, uh, come on. He, You know something? Skip's always got something for uh, LeBron what about James. These, what about, these, what about uh, the San Antonio Spurs? What about Tim Duncan, huh? He's won more titles than LeBron. What about other yeah. great players like Bill Russell? It was a different oh, era. But Bill, yeah, we're talking yeah, but no, other generations. Uh, with this generation, yeah. What about Tim Duncan? What about Shaquille well, O'Neal and Kobe well, Bryant? Thomas, hey, let's say LeBron played in those generations. He would never won an NBA championship, especially if he, if he was playing in the Magic Bird and Jordan years. Forget about it. He would never way, win a back? championship in that era. Can I get well, back to the yeah, – come back in a moment. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, guys. I was just going to say, Frank, before we, you know, here's the way I look at it. Back in the, back in that era, it was physical, and LeBron would get wasted easily in a heartbreak. He'd get elbowed. He'd get elbowed. You know, because it was a different time, and when Bird and Magic played, that was what basketball was all about between Amen. the Celtics, between be, the yes. Celtics and the Lakers. That was the, one of the best rivalries in the NBA back in the 80s. Uh, yeah, I, I want hey, to Go ahead. No, what do you think? I want to get back to the Kel Ripken Jr. comment. All right. I dare Skip okay. Bayless to go to any sports bar in Baltimore. Go to any sports <laughs> bar in Baltimore and say that. Skip Bayless would need facial reconstruction surgery. <laughs> he would, literally. Uh, on that note, <laughs> uh, that's the wrap for the Skippy Bayless Bash Art for today. We'll have some more close views tomorrow. And don't forget, tomorrow, me and Sean, in the second hour, will be making our picks for week 10 of the NFL season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, I got a new segment here we're going to do weekly on Thursday. It's yes and no. And today's topic is the NBA. I'm going to fire off some questions about the NBA. And basically, Frank and Sean will say either yes or no. We'll do 10 okay. questions here. And you guys don't need to go into detail in this to say yes or no. Once we're done with this, we'll take our final commercial break and then preview the Bills-Jets game. If you guys still want to call in, we still got time. There's 37 minutes left in the show. 602-753-1743. Once again, that number is 602-753-1743. All right, let's get into this bad boy. Um, Yes or no? I'll, I'll start with Frank here. Yes or no, Frank? Should George Carl still be the coach of the Sacramento Kings? I think for now I'll say yes, but his window of opportunity is is falling. If the season progresses, I don't see him being head coach, certainly at the end of the season. Sean? I'm going to vote and say no. Hmm. Interesting. Question number two. Has LeBron's career been handed to him on a silver platter? I say yes. Frank? 
I say, I have a question. Does the word duh, can that be, can, can I use the word duh? Because LeBron James is always on a silver platter. He's marketing. He's praised. Listen, I think LeBron's a great guy. I think he can, he can be good at marketing. And he's had some success. He's won two NBA championships. But above all, yes, people put him on a pedestal. Of course he's been handed on a silver platter. He, no, he's been handed a gold platter. Silver, he's been handed a gold platter. <laughs> Son? I will agree with you and say yes. All right, that's two questions. Good job so far, gentlemen. Uh, the next one here is, can Derrick Rose return to form where he was in 2011 when he won the MVP? We'll start off with Sean here. You know what? It depends. Uh, I'm going to try to make this quick because I, this is a yes-no segment, but let me just kind of go a little bit into this. It depends because... What I'm trying to get at and try to tell you, Josh and Frank, you two are the big Chicago Bulls fans, okay? The reason why it depends is because what has to be said about it is if can Derrick Rose stay healthy for the Bulls. He's been affected by injuries. He has to be healthy, and he has to be a key for the Chicago Bulls' success. So I'm going to say a maybe on that. Maybe yes. All right. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes because – he has a new coaching staff. He's got a pretty darn good supporting cast. And, yes, getting back to the coaching staff, I think we talked about this a couple of days ago, Josh, that that could help this team feel more relaxed, feel more free to be able to play their game. Because, look, Tom Thibodeau, I know he has a strong work ethic, but I think that strong work ethic was playing an impact um, with this team as the season wore down. Uh, I'm going to say – for now, as long as he stays healthy with all with the reporting cast and with Fred Hoiberg as a new head coach, potential, yes, with potential. Potentially, yes. Let's say that. Potentially, yes. Question number four. Should the Los Angeles Lakers trade Kobe Bryant? Let's start off with Frank. I think they should, of course. Um, not at the end of the... Uh, if you can get some good talent, some young talent, yeah, why not trade him? You've got to look ahead to now. I know it's not a popular decision, but you're trying to build a winner here. If the right offer persists, I say yes. Sean Mann, yes or no? I'm going to disagree, Frank, and I'm going to say no. I don't think that the uh, Lakers will trade Kobe Bryant simply based on the fact that Kobe has spent his entire career with the yeah, L.A. I Lakers. I believe that when L.A., Whatever the result is this year, he will possibly be done. Right now, the future is not bright for the mm-hmm. L.A. Lakers. If you, real quickly, if you look at that record, they lost last night. They are 1-7, and 1-7. and seven. I'm sure Jack Nicholson somewhere has got anger management problems because he's fed up because he can't stand the way his favorite team, the L.A. Lakers, are playing. And it seems like a lot of the Hollywood celebrities are turning more of their attention on the L.A. Clippers. Yeah, but you know what? You could right, look right. at a possible reunited and re. re uh, this would be a nightmare for Lakers fans. What about trading to the Knicks? A possible reunion with uh, Phil Jackson in his career? Or how about the L.A. Clippers? Frank, he could jump. Oh, yeah. That would yeah. be funny. <laughs> yeah, that would. All be right, funny. we got five questions. We have, we have five questions left here. Let's just keep it to yes or no. No more soliloquies. All right. Okay. Next question here. Will the Golden State Warriors break the Bulls' 1995-96 record of 72 wins and 10 losses? Let's start off with Frank. Yes. Sean, question number six. Should Allen Iverson be a head coach in the NBA? Sean? No. 
I'll say this. No. For the love of God. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree, but I'm gonna say this. For all that's holy, for the love of God, no. Uh, for me, I'm gonna say no. Uh, let's go to the next one here. Uh, I got it right here. I, I wrote this out earlier last night, so bear with me. <laughs> yeah, bear um, with you. Um, should, is is Larry Johnson an NBA Hall of Famer? I'll say yes. I'm gonna vote yes. Okay, uh, how about you, Sean? I said yes. Yeah, you, said you got yes two yeses. <laughs> um, will Tom Thibodeau be the next coach of the Minnesota Timberwolves? Frank? I don't know. I'll say at this point, no, but it may, I wouldn't be shocked if he gets another head coaching job. Maybe now with Minnesota, but somewhere else. First, the Timberwolves, no, no. If you said, will he be a head coach somewhere else, I'll say yes. But the Timberwolves, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean, how about you, bud? I'm going to say no, and I'm going to agree with Frank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, two more questions for you guys on this yes or no topic. Um, I'm gonna save this one for last. I'll, I'll use this one right here. Okay. okay, boys and girls, will Scott Skiles ever be in the Hall of Fame? Frank. Well, I, he's in the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame. If you're talking about the uh, the Basketball Hall of Fame in Springfield, Massachusetts, I can't see it. So no. Sean. No, not yet. And then the last one. Will the Cleveland Cavaliers make the NBA Finals here? Yes or no? Let's go with Frank. I'll say yes, based on the fact that they um, seem to turn it on in the postseason with LeBron. Whether they win or not, who knows? But I'll say yes. Sean? I hate to admit this, and I hate to say it, but I have to agree that prob- with Frank that probably they will make the NBA Finals. Josh, I'll make this quick because I know this is the yes-no segment. They're, they are clicking right now. They are 7-1, and one, and the Cavs, I think, are on some sort of a big mission this year because they know that the loss of the Finals really has given the Cavaliers and LeBron James nightmares. That's wrap right for the very first edition of Yes or No. We hope you guys enjoy it. We'll do this every Thursday at the Skippy Baylor's Bash Hour. We're going to take one more final commercial break here, and when we come back, we'll get into tonight's um, Thursday night football game, and we'll also get Frank picks for the football games on Sunday. We'll be right back. This is the Sports Drive here on Blog Talk Radio. Seven cars for kids. K A R S cars for kids. 
1877 cars for kids donate your car today also on the web at carsforkids.com that's cars with a k we're a recognized 501c3 charity organization so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction what's more you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights 1877 cars for kids k-a-r-s cars for kids 1877 cars Taking a family of five to the amusement park can cost a small fortune. Oh, yeah. So to save some money, we thought, hey, let's bring the amusement park to us. Go ahead. All right. Uh, Step right up. Step right up, young man. Are you ready to ride the Wacky Waterfall? That's just the bathtub with the shower head running. Nope. It's the Wacky Waterfall. It's the shower, Dad. Waterfall. Wacky. There's an easier way to save. To get a free rate quote, go to Geico.com. Then buy online, over the phone, or at your local Geico. Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit jockjournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At jockjournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's jockjournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to go and it's jockjournal.com on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. 1877 cars for kids. K-A-R-S cars for kids. 1877 cars for kids. Donate your car today. Taking a family of five to the amusement park can cost a small fortune. Oh, yeah. So to save some money, we thought, hey, let's bring the amusement park to us. Go ahead. All right. Uh, Step right up. Step right up, young man. Are you ready to ride the Wacky Waterfall? That's just the bathtub with the shower head running. Nope. It's the Wacky Waterfall. It's the shower, Dad. Waterfall. Wacky. There's an easier way to save. To get a free rate quote, go to Geico.com. Then buy online, over the phone, or at your local... Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit jockjournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At jockjournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's jockjournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to go and it's jockjournal.com finally can we take a moment and stop listening to these idiots long enough to get the cars for kids jungle stuck in my head welcome back here to sports drive final segment of the day right here on blog talk radio we're live every monday tuesday thursdays and fridays 
right here on Blog Talk Radio, 10.30 to 12.30 in the Central, which makes it 11.30 to 1.30 in the East. If you live in the West, Atlantic, or railroad, figure it out for yourself. Call yeah, that's too bad. Call 602-753-1743. Once again, that number is 602-753-1743. We're going to talk about tonight's Thursday night football game between the Buffalo Bills against the New York Jets at MetLife Stadium. That's a very big divisional game in the AFC East. Before we make our picks, we wanted to go over Frank's picks for Sunday's game so since he would not be joining us on tomorrow's show. Me and Sean will make our picks tomorrow, but let's hear what Frank has to say. I'm going to list off the names of games here for the week 10 of the NFL season. Kimberly's already week 10. He's right. like so fast. Anyway, uh, before we get into the, tonight's game, we have this divisional game between the Lions and the Packers at Lambeau Field. Who do you got in this one, buddy? Okay, I do think it's going to be a bounce pack for the Packers after losing two games. The Lions, they are in a whole state of disarray right now. Plus, the game is at Lambeau mm-hmm. Field. Trust me, one thing about Aaron Rodgers, he has struggled, but I think he's pissed off. I think this Packer team is pissed off. They're probably more pissed off than the Detroit Lions knowing the Lions season is over. I'm taking the Packers. Next game here, Carolina Panthers at the Tennessee Titans. Oh my goodness, Tennessee, let's see, their record is what, 2-6? and six? I'm taking Carolina. <laughs> we have the Bears. Undefeated, undefeated. Louis Rams. You know what? I wouldn't want it over any other way this week. I think that was impressive. I think it's going to be a close one. But you know what? This could be the last game the Bears play in St. Louis. You know what? Spoil it for these people in the Gateway City. I'm taking the Bears. This could be the last time the Bears play in St. Louis. <laughs> All right, here's the next one, uh, boys. Uh, we have the Dolphins at the Eagles, the rare matchup with the AFC East versus the NFC East. The problem with the Dolphins right now is they are making a ton of mistakes with the football. It just seems that watching the Dolphins <laughs> – they're not on the right pace right now. The Eagles are coming off an overtime win against the Cowboys, that game that they needed to win desperately. Philadelphia, for me, I'm taking the Eagles. Yeah. That's going to be an interesting game. I, I think it'll be a close one, but I'll, I'll, I'll make my pick tomorrow. Tomorrow, the Cleveland Browns at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Landry Jones is starting for the Steelers. The Steelers are uh, out with Ben Roethlisberger and Le'Veon Bell. Both are starting out. Who's the guy in the game, Frank? I'm going to take the home team, the Pitt Steelers. I know they've been bit by the injury bug, but they're playing a Cleveland Browns team that is still trying to find some sort of rhythm. Josh McCown is going to be back, I believe, this week at the starting quarterback. Oh, we don't get to see Johnny Menzel. Too bad, so sad. I'm taking the I'm taking the Steelers over the Browns. Could be close, though. Cowgirls at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know what? Uh, if the Cowboys are the favorites, I'm going to go with the upset special and take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home in this wow. game. Wow. Wow. Good. They are, listen, both teams obviously have, have have been struggling, but the fact is the Cowboys, they've been beat up by the injury bug. And Matt Castle, of course, starting once again. Uh, who knows what will happen in this game, but I something tells me that Tampa Bay is going to pull it out over the cowgirls, as you like to call that. And then if all of America doesn't call the da- call Dallas the cowgirls after Sunday, I don't know what will convince you. Tampa Bay all the way. 
Uh, rapid fire game here. Saints at the Redskins. Saints at the Redskins. New Orleans has been playing pretty well, but the fact is you take New Orleans away from the elements. Uh, well, what am I saying? The lack of elements. There's no elements, but they play very well in their home uh, facility, the Superdome. The Washington Redskins this, mm-hmm. Redskins, this is a team that has come to win a few games, lose a few games, but the fact is nothing's really convinced me about the Saints at uh, on the road. I'm going to take the Redskins in this one. Jaguars at the Baltimore Ravens. Jaguars at the Ravens, two teams that completely uh, have had bad years. Uh, Jacksonville and Baltimore, not necessarily a key matchup in the NFL, uh, but Baltimore, mm-hmm. they're at home. I'll take Based on the fact that Baltimore is at home in this game and that Jacksonville has had their struggles, they're in the AFC South, which is pretty pathetic. Uh, can the Ravens be this bad? I'm taking the Baltimore Ravens. Spike Queens heads to the Bay Area as they take on the Oakland Raiders. You know what? Oakland is starting to be a team on the rise. Jack Del Rio has come in and has done a fine job with that team. I don't think you can put the Raiders with a solid, in terms of being a solid contender as of yet. I believe whoever wins this game is going to be close. It's really a toss-up, but I'm going to take the nation. That's right, the silver and black over uh, over the purple people eaters. <laughs> Sorry, man, family. What I do? What um, I do? <laughs> Nothing, nothing. I was just jumping, son. Well, I was just being myself. I'm being the authentic product. Yeah, I'm quiet. I'm here, but I I was on mute because I just wanted to not interrupt so Frank could get his picks in. I just wanted to use courtesy. Yeah, he probably won't Oh, my goodness, Frank, how could you pick these guys? What are you thinking? What type of brain dope are you taking? Are you completely out of your mind? That's what Sean's probably thinking. Well, you know what? The Mann family would disagree with you a whole lot because the Mann family are diehard Minnesota Viking fans. Well, guess what? I, I gotta use my conscience here. I actually do. I didn't, at least I didn't call them the Vikings. Dude, at least I didn't call them the Vikings. All right, next one here. We have the Kansas City Chiefs at the Denver Broncos matchup at the AFC. This should be a bounce back game. Uh, <laughs> I'll take the Broncos in that this one. Game is boring. Well, um, Peyton yeah. Manning is so great. Stop making commercials. <laughs> Three more yards. New right. record here. Go screw you, you freak out. <laughs> Hey, you know what? Peyton doesn't do these nationwide commercials. I'll, I'll honestly cease to exist the nationwide uh, key here. Yeah. All right, let's go to the next one here. We have the New England Patriots against the New York Giants uh, rematch in Super Bowls. 42 and 46. Who you got, bud? You know what? These are, this is not a Super Bowl. The Patriots, is there anybody that could beat this Patriot team? Now, granted... The Giants, they have played some pretty good football this year. The Patriots, they have been another league. I'm not going to guarantee a Patriot right. victory, but my but my gut instinct and my in what in whatever mental capabilities I have says the New England Patriots are going to win this game. I'm taking the Patriots. You're that Sean. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not guaranteeing a win. I'm not going to be like Joe Namath. 
I'm going to be upset <laughs> on Monday. Funny so morning if the Patriots lose to the Giants again. No, wait, 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 you're going to take it out on me? I won't take it out on anybody, but I'll be a deep morning on Monday morning. Poor boo boo. No, no, no. <laughs> you know that Boston? Hold on. You know that all that Boston sports, all that Boston shrine he has. He'll probably destroy yeah. it all. Patriots lose. I will not destroy it all. It's a, <laughs> you always will destroy it all. You'll destroy the Patriot stuff. No, no, no. That that stuff. I I cherish it. I cherish all the Boston shrine and all that stuff. Yeah. You don't have a dog with a green Boston mascot, do you? Sure, I do FCC somewhere. Game here, gentlemen. Uh, we have the Cardinals at the Seahawks. The Cardinals are coming off their bye week against the Seattle Seahawks team that continues to struggle on offense but still find ways to win. Who wins? Guys, I don't, I don't know what the game of the week in the NFL is, if it's the Giants-Patriots or if it's this game here between uh, the Arizona Cardinals and the Seattle Seahawks. But that place is extremely loud. It's very tough to win uh, in CenturyLink Field. Although the Seahawks uh, and the Cardinals, they have played some pretty close games there over the over the years. Guys, I know the Cardinals mm-hmm. did win there not too long ago, but I got to take the Seahawks. They're on it's national TV. They're clicking. I don't. This is a team that's that plays well at home. I don't. I'm taking the Seahawks. And then the final game, the Monday night game, which I'm not going to watch because I'll be watching. I'll be watching the Go Home Show the Survivor Series. Uh, we have the Houston North Texans against the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, if the WWE, boring. yeah, well, guess boring. what? If the WWE, boy, I'll give you boring. If the WWE went back to the Attitude Era, then guess what? I would, I would, I would DVR Raw. I would watch this game live, but I DVR. What was the last time I actually recorded Raw? It's hey, been many years. Frank, hey, it's called an era for a reason, you Nimrod. You can't bring back an era. Dude, know? I don't want to watch. Dude, PG. Isn't the Disney Channel PG? And Dude, I might as well watch the Disney Channel. Sense. You just said, oh, they need to bring back an era. You can't bring back an era. It was an era yeah. for a reason. You know the USA Network would not allow that stuff today. All right, then you don't. Come on. Be real, realistic. Dude, <laughs> realistic. You know what? If I had money, I'd be starting my own Fed. And trust me, it would be XCW or something like that. I have to say this, though, Josh. Josh, I have to say it's Monday Night Football. It's the undefeated Cincinnati. It's the undefeated Cincinnati Bengals playing, and Andy Dalton's playing for crying out loud. They just played an AFC South team. Weren't you ripping the AFC South? Hey, this past Monday Night Football game will be better than this one. The one that we just saw with the Bears and Chargers will be far better than this one. <laughs> it should be a great game, but I think the pa- uh, I think the Bengals will still be undefeated. Them and the Patriots and the Panthers. Uh, you go with the Bengals, right? I'm going. Yes, I'm going with the with the Black Cats from Cincinnati against. The, but what about the Texans? What? How can everybody view the Houston Texans? Who's their oh, they are making. A, they are making a run for. Uh, who's their quarterback? Uh, what it? Wouldn't it be Brian Hoyer? Remember him? Yeah. <laughs> remember Johnny Man? Remember, remember Johnny Manziel made Brian Hoyer famous last year. Mm. How, how did he make him famous? Brian Hoyer oh, outplayed dude, what, Johnny Manziel. That makes okay, no sense. Okay, dude. All right, let's, let me ask you this question. Let me ask you guys this question seriously now. If Johnny Manziel were not drafted by the Cleveland Browns a year, more than a year ago, mm-hmm. and and signed obviously. 
And and there was yeah. an announcement by Mike Penn that there's open quarterback competition. Seriously, well, we've been hearing the name Mike Penn, uh, not Mike Penn, but Brian Hoyer. I would say Brian, Brian Hoyer, either way, either way, Brian Hoyer would have more wins than Johnny Manziel. Okay, but that, maybe so. But the point is, Brian Hoyer is a household name because of Johnny Manziel. Listen, are we hearing about Brian Hoyer this year? Are we? No. Brian Hoyer was making headlines last year because it was him and Johnny because of who his backup was. Johnny Manziel, you made Brian Hoyer famous a year ago. Yeah, he made a backup quarterback famous, but Johnny he Manziel is not famous. an NFL quarterback. And I, 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 understand, I understand that. So, let me ask you this. What do you say to all of these people uh, that bow down to as part of the Manziel cult? Well, they know nothing about football then. They know nothing, <laughs> nothing about life. They're no, these are part of the Manzel cult. They're Manzeliites or, or something this, like that. Is, oh, my God. This is the same people that said Tim Tebow is going to be an elite quarterback. Just stop. <laughs> I know Tim Tebow. You don't have to tell me Tim Tebow's an elite quarterback. I know he's not an elite quarterback. He's a great athlete, but he's not a quarterback, folks. Speaking of Tim Tebow, let's talk about his former team, the New York Jets, as they take on the Buffalo Bills tonight. Now we'll actually have a full prediction from everybody. This is a really big game, man. Uh, both teams, um, almost 500 records, but it's really big because I think either one of these teams could actually be a, a wild card game, actually. So it's very important. One of the very few games I'm very interested in Thursday night football, besides the Thanksgiving year games, of course, but. Um, I'll start off with Sean here since he's the former Jets fan. Um, oh, no. What's your, thoughts on, what's your thoughts on this game, and who do you have here? You know, you look at this game, and, you know, you look at the fact that, you know, Rex Ryan is the coach of the Bills. I'm sure he's probably thinking he's got mixed feelings because here he is coaching the Bills, realizing he's going up against the former team. He kind of turned around since the Bill Parcells era. When Bill Parcells came and took over as coach of the Jets, that was in 1997 when he was hired in February of 1997, and then the Jets went 9-7. and seven. And Of course, Frank, I think you remember it that, that year very well that the Jets kind of were the turnaround team. They weren't there yet until 1998. Oh, he did wonders for Curtis Martin. I can tell you, Bill, if you look at Curtis Martin, and he was pretty good for his time, if you look at the biggest impact in which Bill Parcells, Bill Parcells had it on a player, it may have been Curtis Martin. Pretty much. And Curtis Martin was a big, big back in the late 90s, which was a huge blow to New England Patriot fans when that happened. Now you look at this situation. You, you look at this matchup between these two teams, between the Jets and the Bills. I am going to go with the Jets tonight simply based on the fact that I don't think the Bills – are you know they're four and four buffalo has to have a good game by tyrod taylor for the jets ryan fitzpatrick has to have another good game uh the jets won't even get a chance to overtake new england and the afc east but i go i do go with the jets i do think that they will be a team that will play in the wild card playoff game either on the road or host a wild card playoff game uh at MetLife Stadium in New York. So I think this game, the advantage goes to the Jets. For the Bills, though, I'm just not impressed with what I've seen from Tyrod Taylor. You know, Rex Ryan thinking that Tyrod Taylor would be a great future quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, And Buffalo is just that team where they always start out pretty well, but then they start fading. So that's why I give the advantage to the Jets. Frank, your thoughts on tonight's game between the Bills and the Jets? 
I think the big storyline, no question about it, is Rex Ryan returning uh, to the site in which he coached the New York Jets. That's why this game is so intriguing. That's why it's on uh, Thursday night football, because of the fact that Rex Ryan had some pretty good years with the New York Jets. Uh, let's understand this. These two teams are both coming off wins, and as far as the division, look, this game has no meaning for the division because the New England Patriots have already won the division. Let's face it. New England, they've won a division. <laughs> it's a matter of can you get the wild card if you're the Jets or Bills, one of the two wild cards. Big game for both teams to keep Eddie postseason hopes alive, even the wild card. I got You know what? I'm going to go upset here. I think this is one game that Rex Ryan is determined to win above all else. It's wow. in, it's in, yeah, I'm going to take upset here. I'm going to go opposite of Sean Mann, the update man, the man with a plan at all times. But guess what? Game plan here, Rex Ryan wins tonight in the Meadowlands. I can, uh, you know, Frank, it was very tough on me. I was almost leaning toward the Buffalo Bills. It's in this one. It's not easy. It's, it's going to be a really, I think, a really close game tonight at MetLife Stadium. Now we go to you, Josh. Uh, your thoughts on tonight's game between the Bills and the Jets. I think it'll be a close game. I, I want to see how Brandon Marshall plays against a good defense, especially on four days rest. Uh, I think Jets do have a favor since they are at MetLife Stadium, but that's not always a guarantee. Uh, look what the Bills did to the Dolphins earlier this year um, in Miami. Um, so I got to disagree with you to a certain degree, Sean. I actually do like Tyrod Taylor. Uh, for a guy that would be just uh, – labeled as just a running quarterback, he has some solid downfield throwing ability. Uh, I, I I like what I see from Tyrod Taylor. But Sean McCoy had a great game against the Dolphins last week. Uh, I don't know if it will happen again this week. Jets do have one of the top premier defenses in the NFL. I don't want to revert back to being homer or being angry about Bears, but look at where the Bears were last year on defense and this year. The Bears ranked in the top ten in the defense in the NFL this year. Think about that. It's crazy, and I, I, you got you got, you got a guy like Todd Bowles, who's defensive heavy, uh, having a great run with the Arizona Cardinals uh, before he came to the Jets. I, I think it's gonna be a close game, guys, but I think um, the Jets win. Their kicker Nick Folk is out for the rest of the year. He's on injured reserve. That's the he's supposed to pay attention to. They signed former Houston Texans kicker uh, Randy Bowen to replace him. So. Who knows? I, I think this game will be dictated by uh, special teams, actually. And, and so you I'm know that. And, and you know, you look at this game. You know, like you said, Frank. You know, the the whole objective is wondering what kind of a reception Rex Ryan will get when he takes the field tonight Next, for the Jets. It'll be a mixture of applause and I think boos because uh, the you know, with him saying the last couple of years that he'd guaranteed the Jets and their fans that the Jets would win a Super Bowl and end their drought since the Joe Namath era. That deal is ongoing. However, you have to remember this about Rex Ryan. He is trying to do the job in Buffalo. Like, what he's trying to do is he's trying yeah, He's to, got a project. He's got a big project. Yeah, he has, he's trying to do with the Bills like what he did with the Jets. Okay, he's trying to get the Bills into the playoffs. With the Jets, you have to give him some props. He took the Jets to two AFC Championship games. And the Jets, of course, tried to beat Indianapolis. They lost that one. And, of course, the you know, and that was maybe a learning experience for them because it shocked a lot of people that the Jets even got there in January of 2010. And you both remember that very well because nobody even picked the Jets 
in 2009 to be a team that was going to make it to the playoffs. However, they did. They went and they got all the way to Indianapolis. Then the one where they had the best chance of all was 2010. That was the year they went 11-5, and and they made it to the playoffs, and they went and played Super Bowl. Yeah, they played Pittsburgh. They lost to the Steelers. So now he's going to Buffalo, and he's trying to bring that philosophy from New York to Buffalo. But the thing that Rex needs to try to do where people get so tired of it is how big his mouth can get him into trouble. All the talk he says about how this year, he before the season started, he guaranteed that the Buffalo Bills were going to be a playoff team. I don't see it yet. The Bills haven't been big since the Jim Kelly era. As we wrap up the show here, uh, we only have four minutes left, but uh, Frank, you said you had a shout-out for... for yeah, I got a big shout-out. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Josh. Yes. I want to give a shout-out to a guy I'm going to be seeing on Saturday as an invited guest of his induction into the Illinois Boxing Hall of Fame. The the inductions and the reception is Saturday night in Carroll Stream. Mike the Choir Boy Landini, who was 26-3 and in his pro wrestling career, winner of several Illinois and regional professional titles, being inducted on Saturday night at the Illinois Boxing Hall of Fame induction and banquet in Carroll Stream. I'm, to, I'm I'm coming as invited guest. I feel honored. Uh, we're going to have a cocktail reception the first hour, and then that's when the introductions, the inductions are, are the following hour with dinner. Mike, I'm looking forward to seeing you, buddy. God bless. Uh, Frank, uh, hey, yeah, the shout-out. Congratulations. Congratulations there, Mike, and uh, shout-out to you. Frank, we go back a little bit to the Bills and the Jets. Did you have something you had to add? We only have a few minutes left, but did well, you have something to add? Seems, well, let's face it. This has been a division, Sean, you know it better than anybody. It's been too dominant by the New England Patriots. It seems that we always question every year, who's going to win this AFC East? Well, I mean, who's going to finish second in this AFC East? Uh, behind the New England Patriots. If you look at the AFCs, let me ask you guys this. Has it really been somewhat of a boring division? Not from the sense that uh, of like the AFC South, but the fact is that it's the New England mm-hmm. Patriots, and then who's going to finish second and third and possibly a wild card hopeful? Well, you look at it like this. Uh, the last team to ever overtake New England, other than New England winning the AFC East, was Miami. Ever since then, it's been New England, New England, New England. 2002 was the last time the New York Jets won the AFC East. They won it on the final Sunday by beating Brett Favre and the Packers, and New England beat Miami. So it has been really just all New England and dominant. And I would have to say, I agree with you, Frank, and with Josh, that it has been pretty much a boring AFC East because New England knows they always win every year. It always seems that New England just comes out on top because Tom Brady, like Rex yeah. Ryan even said, is a machine. If you yeah. let Brady sit in the pocket all day, he will torch He's the secondary. Cyborg. The guy's a cyborg. Let me ask you, listen, as long as you have Tom Brady and Bill Belichick working side by side, until these two guys are retired out of out of the picture – it's going to be the New England Patriots division to win. And I want to hear about Deion Lewis. Oh, my goodness, he's out for the year. The New England Patriots will find some way uh, to recuperate. They're going to be fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. they always find a way to get it they done. Will. And but that and Brady are there, it's the Patriots. But anyway, on that note, we're running out of time. Yeah, on that note, sorry, guys. Uh, wish we had more time. But uh, that's what happens. Time goes by fast when you're having fun. Uh, 
We want to thank everybody for checking out today's edition of the Sports Drive. Uh, you guys can check out the episode later on today on our on-demand section. And I uh, hope you guys get to check it out. If you like the show, like what we bring to you, uh, spread the word about it. Uh, give us a follow at Doc Sports Drive, at D-A Sports Drive for, uh, on Twitter, at Doc Sports Drive, at Twitter, at WC Josh Lopez, ISBN underscore Frank, at Man SWR. Give us a like on Facebook. We shall be back tomorrow to make our predictions for the Sweet 10 NFL football games. For Sean, Frank, my name is Josh Lopez. This has been the Sports Drive right here on Blog Talk Radio. Don't forget, life is short, but it's what you make out of it. Amen. Bye, everybody, and we'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day. Absolutely. We love you guys. Try to do something that I wouldn't do, please. Yeah, on that note, we're out. Talk to you guys tomorrow. This is Sports Drive. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.